Welcome to the CE Pro Podcast. I'm Executive Editor Arlen Schweiger. Last year, we introduced readers to the UK-based organization Together for Cinema, which works with children's hospices to donate home theaters. Founder Ian Morish joined me recently from England for this week's podcast recording to fill us in on the latest goals for the group now that it reached its original 25 installation milestone, as well as how others in the custom industry can get involved. As always, be sure to subscribe to CE Pro's YouTube channel and hit that like button on our videos or subscribe to the CE Pro podcast on Apple and Spotify and leave a review. Ian Morish of Together for Cinema, a UK-based organization that facilitates charitable home theater installations. Thanks so much for being a guest on the CE Pro podcast. My pleasure. Happy to be here. Thank you for asking me along. And Ian, uh, you know, obviously, uh, we've talked before. I ran across your organization on LinkedIn last year, and it was great. We were able to connect and do some coverage in CE Pro. But obviously, there's a there's a lot more to the story that we ran uh, back in our December issue of last year. So uh, before we get into Together for Cinema, let's talk about where you came from in the custom industry and what your background was. Gosh, uh, well, I'm, I'm another one of those guys who probably fell into the industry and then sort of got locked in. And I've been in the AV industry for 30 years, uh, 32 years, I think now. Um, started in publishing in the UK, working for some retailers in the, in the sort of audio high street market. Uh, then got a, got a contract with, uh, with Cedia, worked for them directly for about eight years. And for the last 13, well, last year, um, slightly different, but 13 years before that, I was working as the sort of Northern European International Sales Manager for uh, for the ISE show, which was great and uh, enabled me to build up a, a pretty good network of contacts uh, globally. So yeah, 30 years in the industry, not technical. I'm really not technical. When it comes to trade shows, I can sell boxes. I can do six by eight, but I'm not much more, much beyond that. So um, So yeah, that's my background. Great. And uh, the ISE show was actually, um, it was the last show that I went to last year in February, and it was my second time there. And what a fantastic experience that uh, that, that is. I'm sure, like you said, your network of people uh, in the industry, you know, can obviously grow immensely during those trade shows. Uh, but then how did, how did this endeavor launch? How did Together for Cinema uh, come about? Uh, I mean, it was, I think with a lot of these sort of good cause things, it was, it was a very personal thing. Uh, so I, I don't want to labor the, the personal thing, but the facts are, what was it, 12, 13 years ago, 2009, 12 years ago, I was watching a program in the UK called The Secret Millionaire. And it's about a, a wealthy chap that goes undercover and goes to, you know, less, less, uh, fortunate areas and sees less fortunate people as it were. And, uh, one of the stories was of a scrap metal merchant who went to uh, Blackpool in Northern England and visited a, a holiday home, as it was called then, for terminally ill children. The phrase now is short lives. Um, and my wife was pregnant at the time, and you can't help but get touched by this kind of thing. And there was a couple of scenes that were very moving. And I bawled. I mean, you know, any 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 man with a heart or any person with a heart was going to shed a tear, and I did. And I just thought, well, hey, I'll, I'll donate. I'll do something. Um, and then I thought, well, maybe I can do a bit more. I, I'm well connected in the AV industry. I've, I've been with ISC for two or three years and Cedia before. I knew a lot of people from all angles, you know, manufacturers, distributors, installers, and so on. So I'm quite well, quite well connected. And I just thought, well, maybe they could do with some TVs or a cinema room or something. 
fast forward 16 months later, we opened up our first cinema room uh, in Blackpool, about a 20,000 pound cinema room. But there was one very defining moment. And, uh, and this is very personal, and, and, and I don't want people to misinterpret this, but uh, we, on the opening of the cinema room, there were two little girls sitting watching SpongeBob SquarePants on this 20,000 pound system. The audio was terrible, the image was, it was, was dreadful. That was the recording, it was nothing to do with the equipment. And uh, they were giggling and cuddling up and so on. And one of them, the elder one uh, called Bethany, was, uh, was, was not in good shape. And I just walked out and broke down. And uh, that sort of was a, for me personally, a defining moment. But do you know, Ian, if you can sort of do this in just by a little bit of effort, do another one, do another one and do another. And that's how it started. So, um, so that's the personal bit over with. Beyond that, the industry have been incredibly supportive, but we'll get to that in a second, I think. But that, that's how it, the seed was sown in me, personally. Yeah, well, I mean, what an impactful experience. That's, the, that's great that, you know, for one thing that you were looking to just figure out how to donate, but then how to kind of go that extra where you could use uh, your profession and work yeah. that in and really figure out, all right, you know, what can I do to kind of bring some rays of light into it? Um, I think we got a little bit cut off when you're talking about the organization. I think it's called, is it called Together for Lives in the UK? Uh, well, my organization is called Together for Cinema, but there is an organization in the UK, a big charity called Together for Short Lives. Um, and they are a sort of an umbrella charity that have under their, uh, their, their jurisdiction is the wrong word, but under their umbrella, 54 children's hospices. And beyond that, some holiday homes for, for, for children and young adults with short lives. So they're an okay. umbrella charity. So we work with them as well. And so how... how- Ian, how does a typical project come about uh, in terms of how do you get involved? Um, and I know, you know, since 2009, um, you guys have helped create a lot of these projects. I, I think you just hit a milestone, too. So, so tell yeah. us about that in terms of, you know, the goals that you had set at that time and moving past that a little bit. And then just in terms of how some of these projects came about. Yeah, no problem. Uh, well, I mean, I think you know, hey, look, I had a busy job. I was I was working for ISC. The show was growing. Uh, I joined ISC in 2013 when there were seven staff. Uh, I left uh, last February, February the 14th, 2020, just as COVID hit. So that's probably in hindsight, not bad timing actually, because uh, the the uh, the show market, uh, exhibition market, sort of rather collapsed for a bit, uh, and is still struggling. But um, so I joined in 2013. I had a very busy job. We were growing ISC. It was manic. You know, it was really, really busy. So my targets were quite limited, really. And, you know, we did one and that took a year and a half. And then we did a little bit more and we got to two and to three. And I think it was about 2013. I think I said, well, hey, look, we can do 25 by 2020. That would be amazing if we could do that. 25 cinema room installations by 2020. And the estimation was, that we could get to about half a million pounds worth of value. So we set that target and we hit it in September 20, actually, even with COVID hitting and, and sort of pausing the whole world operation. Uh, we hit it into it September 2020, which was a place called the White Lodge Centre in Chertsey in Surrey, just south of London. Um, and that was our 25th. So we hit our target and we hit the half a million barrier. We couldn't take on too much because, as I say, with, with busy jobs, it was hard to... Um, you know, it was hard to, to sort of put too much time in, but we, we did hit our target. Um, 
and every install how it comes about is different. Um, I do work with, as you mentioned, uh, on the, uh, the Together for Short Lives group, so it was a big red, uh, recognized charity in the UK. And they uh, enabled me to communicate to their audience via their newsletters and so on. And I think once you get one cinema room done, you become more credible. If I phoned up and said, would you like a 20,000 pound cinema in your children's hospice? They'd go, yeah, 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 okay, we'll get back to you. And, and they, they just don't think it's real. And, and a lot of people were a bit cynical. Um, so when, by the time we had four, five, six, seven done, word got about, and then I was getting contacted saying, Hey, can you help us? And we're like, yeah, okay. And then we, then we did a 50,000 pounds install and that got more talking and so on. It's just, it's self-perpetuated, but very slowly, which was good because it meant that there was a real sort of foundation of credibility uh, and, and good work that we were doing. Not a penny ever changed hands until February this year and, and we'll cover why. Um, but for that, beyond the industry, was uh, there a much publicity about, <coughs> excuse me, about some of these stories? Um, you know, just over in the UK, or was it kind of just sort of word of word of mouth um, as they came about? I think mainly word of mouth. I mean, it's a little bit. I mean, the BBC, uh, obviously, one of our main TV channels over here, the BBC North has covered it. Um, we've had a little bit of sort of national exposure, but you know, it's 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 about getting the job done. Um, yes, exposure helps. And this, you know, these kind of interviews really do help because it just spreads the word, gets people aware and makes the next install easier because manufacturers and installers know about it. So that's right. really my drive is, is delivering the end result. Um, yes, I want to give everyone who donates and is involved exposure, um, but that's not why people are involved. It really isn't. It's about the end result. In fact, we've only had a couple of companies, I'm not going to say anyone, who have said that we'll donate, but what do we get? You know, what do we get in return? Well, okay, don't worry then. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll find whatever it was from somebody else. Don't worry. Uh, right. Yeah. Maybe maybe not the right cause for you then if you're asking Absolutely. for that in return. So yeah. clearly, clearly to, keep, uh, to keep an endeavor like this going through 25 projects, though, you have had a ton of industry support, be that from manufacturers, distributors, I imagine, integrators. Um, how did some of that work with your connections? Um, are there some uh, suppliers that you'd like to mention with us? Obviously, you know, with the CE Pro audience, I'm sure it's a lot of the companies that, that our guys deal with and install. Uh, and how, how can manufacturers get involved with you? And yeah. then what about on the integrator side? Where do you find your integrators for these in installs? Okay. I mean, th there's a danger in mentioning companies because you always forget someone. And I'm, and I'm not going to mention anyone. I, I won't. There are probably 100 different companies, distributors, manufacturers, installers, you know, organizations like I mentioned CDO, organizations like CDO who back us and help us, and one or two operational partners who help make this happen. Um, as I said, I don't really want to mention anyone. They know who they are, actually, and they and they don't do it for exposure. But I, if I mention three or four, there'll be two or three that think, "Why didn't you mention us?" So I won't. Um, they're all fair, on the way. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just so conscious not to upset people. But Come it is—we're talking about because it's home theater. We're talking about several different categories. Um, clearly, you've got display man—you know, display manufacturers, the audio, the cabling, um, any kind of furniture, decorations, yeah. right? The main, the main, the main folk, main manufacturers and distributors that we you know, the products that we, we, we gather for the install. We, and we try to limit it. We don't want to go too far with the whole delivery because it gets complex. But yeah, it's a, it's a projection screen. It's a projector. It's a speaker system. It's an AV receiver. It, it's some racking. 
um, it, it's maybe a little bit of lighting, it's cabling, uh, it, it could be a, a mount, um, there could be acoustic walling, uh, all, all sorts of things, um, you know, media servers. Um, so Ian, of- what, what's the best way for uh, a manufacturer uh, to get in contact with you or to find you find out about what you have coming up in terms of, uh, you know, the next projects that uh, might be, you know, being yep. designed or scheduled or in the works? Well, um, via the website, uh, www.togetherforcinema.co.uk and, and to contact me through there is probably easiest. A lot of manufacturers will know me anyway from, from my past, but if not, then that is, that is probably the best way. Um, what I would then do is put you on, on the radar, uh, talk to them about maybe getting involved, maybe sponsoring together the cinema, but also make sure that everyone who, who, who reaches out to me gets um, a sort of bi-monthly update of what we're doing, you know, which venues we're working at, you know, what relationships we have. We've got something exciting, I hope, happening with Cisco at the moment, which I won't say anything about, but I'm hoping that will come to fruition. There's lots of exciting things going on, but bear in mind, we've only gone sort of full time on this in the last three months. So there's a lot of creating the foundation, generating the sponsorship, you know, defining which manufacturers we want to work with and so on. So there's a lot of sort of groundwork we're doing at the moment, juggling lots of balls at the moment. We really are. That's good. Right. So uh, can you go into more details about that in terms of, uh, you know, you had mentioned something about things changing in, in February. Uh, Just where you are, you passed, you surpassed, you hit your goal, I'm sorry, of the 25th cinema room. Um, So in terms of now thinking forward, um, what are the, what are the goals coming up? And then do you see other projects that, you know, that might be percolating that can be sort of adjacent to this one? Yeah, I think so. I mean, let me, let me explain how, how this has come about. Basically, hey, COVID hit us all, you know, whether you were, you know, struggling to hold your business together or struggling to get product or you know, struggling because you're too busy, you know, whatever it is, it hit us all in, in, in the most bizarre way. And we all sort of waiting for our own treacle mate, as it were. Um, I, I had my own issues. I, I left ISC. I was about to join KNX. Um, they've been courting me for a couple of years and we, we discussed it and I'd written a job for myself. And they were very happy with it. We're all very excited. Of course, gone out the window. So, you know, last year, second half of last year was a, a difficult year, actually. We all had challenges. All the time, though, I was still liaising with, uh, with people in the industry and I had a lot of communication. Uh, be it people wanting my comments on ISC, which was a bit difficult because I just left. Um, or, you know, Ian, what's happening with Together for Cinema? And it it became very, very quickly apparent to me that people wanted to go to the cinema to continue. It was very difficult to continue. We weren't engaging like we used to, as we all know. Um, it was a really challenging time and everyone was busy dealing with their own business and dealing with, you know, whatever it might be, furloughing people or, or, or say good business, bad, whatever it was. So there was only one way I felt that Together for Cinema would continue and that was by someone committing to it, to a, a much fuller committed role. Uh, people in the four or five people in the industry had suggested, "Hey, look, we'll sponsor you. But we'll, you know, we'll sponsor you. Make it happen." So that model very quickly came into play. So January we sort of start launching it. Uh, February, March we, we we publicized it, and we we now have I think twenty one or twenty two companies sponsoring us. Uh, we still need a few more this year. So if there's anyone out there who would like to back this project, sorry, I shouldn't make this appeal, but please do, please do contact me. Um, it is a hell of a project and, and the end results are 
you know, heartwarming. Um, so we have sponsors. Um, and where we're going now, because I think when money gets involved, it becomes very different. You know, it's got to be transparent. It has to be, the foundation has to be strong. So we have a very credible steering committee. We have very credible operational partners. We have a strong foundation now. And we have real goals, real new goals. Our first goal is to hit 50 cinema rooms, uh, so another 25, by 2026, and to hit a million pounds worth of installs. I mean, that's hugely marketable. Globally in the AV industry, I think, you know, for some some little chap who just decided it was a good idea one. Sorry, that's, that's glorifying me. I don't mean to do that. Sorry, that's, that's the wrong thing to say. The industry has made this happen, though, and, and it's been amazing. But you know, for us to make that, you know, for all of us to work together and the together for cinema, you know, is the, is the right phrase. We're doing this together to get to a million pound of installs globally. Uh, sorry, in the UK, but to promote that globally in the industry is, is very, very strong. And I think nationally in the UK as well. So that's our first target. 50, another 25, so we get to 50 installs by 26. Right, another um, very lofty goal and time frame too. Yeah, no, indeed. Well, it's, it's averaging about five installs a year. So we've got four on the go this year, uh, all across, all across uh, the UK. There's one up in Huddersfield in Yorkshire. There's one up in, in Liverpool, very close to Liverpool. Uh, there's one down in Bournemouth. And there's one in a place called Glossop in Derbyshire, so near the Peak District. So there's three up north and one down south. Um, and they're all really exciting, all really exciting. You know, they'll all open before, before Christmas, uh, we hope. There's one we need still to finalise and install it with. We'll have a meeting on Monday to discuss that. So we'll hit four for this year. And this year, along with setting up the whole business, and it being a short year and a difficult year and so on, if we can get four out in one year, hey, look, we can do five next year. But beyond, and that's the key, that's, that's really what I think people want to hear about, is, is kids who are having a tough time enjoying a movie, you know, cuddling up with mum and just losing themselves for an hour. Special time, it really is. Um, and it's not only the, the, my kids and their parents, it's siblings, it's carers, it's anyone in that environment of children who are sick and uh, having a struggle. It's wearing, so you need a bit of a break. And this is a great release for them. Um, so... Um, Beyond the children's hospices and, and sort of residential sort of daycare centres, um, there are areas we're looking at. And there's a, a commercial integrator who's very recently contacted me and said, look, I get a load of kits secondhand from this big educational establishment that rips out all its kit every five years uh, and then puts new kit in. And it's a great bit of business to have. They get a whole new order every five years and they service it and maintain it. But they end up with a load of kit that they, is working. I mean, it's brilliant stuff. Just in terms of what, what's, it, what's in it? Well, I'm guessing, I have, the, the, we're looking at getting a kit list, but I'm guessing it's, you know, it's screens, it's audio, it, it's, um, there might be a bit of digital signage in there. Mm. Whatever, you know, whatever goes into a university uh, in terms of AV, that's what they have to second hand. Now, the idea is to, some of that gets, you know, gets landfilled or whatever, recycle it. So the idea is now that's possibly, and these uh, things. Oh, are, so a lot, in other words, a lot of it is still viable to use somewhere else. Absolutely. Five years old, nothing wrong with it. Um, so the idea is that we recycle that to, to locations that would never normally have the budget, would never, never normally have the belief that they could go spend £30,000 on you know, audio equipment and, and screens and projectors and whatever. But actually, this integrator, we believe, again, it's all to be confirmed, hence I'm not saying that yet. You know, they may supply it, they may fit it, they may service it. Save them recycling it or, or paying for it to be landfilled. So it's just a it's just a good. So, you know, if I can become you know a bit of a conduit with the AV industry to good causes, 
And even if I just recycle 100 grand's worth a year or 200 grand's worth a year, whatever it is, it's a step in the right direction. So th there are other areas that we're looking at that we can, you know, we're identifying, you know, work and, and good things, recycling. I'm sorry, I'm talking about you. Um, you know, but we can, there's a lot of things we can do to help good causes who don't have the budget. We're not stealing a sale because they'd never normally buy it. We're just enhancing their operation. And I think that's a great, that's a great and exciting uh, route we're looking at as well. Sure. And in terms of, uh, in terms of the integrators who you partner with, yeah. is that, are they typically just local integrators to where, um, where you're doing the installation or do you have some that you just kind of use um, over and over again? Uh, how, how can integrators get involved if, if they yeah. say, uh, you know, hey, we'd like to be a part of this in, in some way? Um, hey, look, any, anybody wants to get involved. I mean, there's, there's, there's two ways an integrator can get involved. One is by just simply backing. Well, three ways, actually. One is by simply backing us and saying, yes, we'll share on a LinkedIn posting and all of this kind of thing. Please do that. We need as much exposure for this. It's such a good. So please do that. Um, another way is, of course, they could sponsor uh, and become a sponsor and they get a little bit of exposure on the website and they have that warm, fuzzy feeling, we know we're doing a good thing there. Um, but in terms of installing, absolutely. Please let me know if there is interest. They can contact me again through the website. Um, we try to use all CDM member installers. Not every installer has been carried out by a CDM member. A couple of commercial integrators have, have installed uh, and other residentials who are not members of, uh, of CDM. But we try to, we work very closely with CDM. They, they back us and, and like, hey, look, I work there and so on. You know, I back CDM completely. Um, but if we, we have an area, uh, you know, somewhere that's a little remote and there isn't a CDU installer accessible, but somebody else says, hey, look, we can do it. And they're credible. Absolutely. We'll, we'd work with them. But predominantly, we, we look to CDU installers uh, as the main one. Some installers have done. I've got one, one gentleman who's doing his fourth install for us, actually. So he's done of the 20, I'll take 29, 25 we've done in four this year. Of the 29, he would have installed in four. And there's another one who's doing one at the moment who would have now installed in three, but predominantly it is sort of one in and then, you know, and, and out, uh, depending on the area. But local is key, absolutely. That's great. Uh, I, you know, I know here in the US, um, you know, at CE Pro, we get uh, a lot of stories sent to us, uh, case studies with um, that involve the Wounded Warrior Project and the Gary Sinise Foundation and integrators collaborating on smart homes uh, is that is that something that there's a, a an equivalent over there um, for you know mil ex military members um, trying to really you know thrive because of smart homes uh, or anything that you might envision uh, you, you know your company in getting involved in? Um, I think uh, it, there's, there's nothing there's, there's never a no and there's never a yes we just don't know. Um, bear in mind you know what are we now we're June. Uh, this launched in terms of a, a more comprehensive committed role to me in March. And hey, as I said to you before, I mean, we're juggling so many balls. That's a ball that is probably sitting resting at the moment. You know, I might pick it up. I might start to juggle with it. Um, at the moment, no. I, I know there's a lot of a lot of goodwill, a lot of support for, you know, the ex-military in the UK and obviously in the US and, and you know, globally in every country. Of course there is, and quite rightly so. Um, but it's not an area that we have touched just yet. Um, I live very close to Headley Court, which was a, a military rehabilitation centre. My wife used to work there. So I did actually talk to them about installing a cinema uh, in their venue. But there's another organisation in the UK called Medi Cinema, who do much bigger cinemas, but they, they more manage content as opposed to 
the equipment, uh, although they do administrate the, the equipment. So, you know, the, the, you know they, they look after certain areas of the military and the hospitals, and I'm sure there's other, other people that do, but it's, not, it's something that we would certainly look at, depending on how this shapes itself. Uh, say, we'll, we'll know more in six months, and in the six months' time, we'll know a bit more in another six months. Right, very good. In terms of the actual installations themselves, do those usually go, you know, relatively smoothly? And then what are some of the, um, are there some ways that, you know, you kind of customize everything, um, you know, to just to get those little extra, you know, pieces of flair in there to, you know, to really help the kids light up, you know, when they can? Well, it's funny because I was talking about this to, uh, this week I've had, I've been, the last four days, I've been all over the country visiting three venues and also had a meeting with Together for Short Lives in Bristol yesterday with, with Cisco. Um, and we were talking about this. It, it's funny, one of one or two of the, the very early installs were, were sort of just a TV and some speakers. Or I think actually particularly one was. And we had some very basic cinema systems. And you think, well, you know, it's 10 grand. Well, whoa, you know, 10 grand doesn't get you a lot now. We're now up to the sort of 60 to 85,000 pound mark for most of our cinema rooms, or you know, certainly minimum 25 to 30. It's not about money, I know that, but they're, they're becoming more and more comprehensive and they're becoming more and more comprehensive as the offering gets more comprehensive. So, you know, acoustic panel, acoustic walling, um, it, you know, cinema seating, and there's a company we're tied up with at the moment. Again, I, I'd love to mention them, but I won't because I just don't want to mention anyone because I'll, 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 I don't upset anyone, but a, a seating company in the UK who we're tied up with, and they've been really supportive. Uh, and that's that's an offering now that is becoming not a standard, but it's an option. The problem is in, in lots of our venues, uh, the children's hospices, all of these rooms or a lot of these rooms need to be multifunctional. So putting too many fixtures like acoustic paneling or seating, et cetera, et cetera, is difficult. It really is difficult. So lighting is perfect because that's very visually stimulating to children. You know, putting speakers in a big screen, you know, the audio and visual stimulation is incredible the subwoofer they can feel that you know this is all great stuff and does play sits in a, in the multifunctional capacity but you know two rows of cinema seating it's pretty fixed and that's difficult to work around if you need the room to be multifunctional but hey we're trying to get them as great as they can be so that you know when when the kids sit in the in the room and you hit that button and the lights go up and you know lights go down you get the led lighting screen fires up you know they are in it and they and they love it they, they don't go to a cinema normally they can't it's too expensive and too logistically difficult so we bring it to them yeah it's just a little bit of respite now you, you mentioned that you did go back to a few of the locations um how much time do you spend uh revisiting the, them and and is it to you know check are you checking in on the systems while you're there hey anything need repair that kind of thing um or just no. kind of just checking in to say you know just to see how how everyone is doing well i don't i don't go to many actually i mean they're all over the uk um there's one particularly which is close to me which funnily enough was the 25th was was the one in chertsey which is just around the corner for me so i've been in there a couple of times since uh but generally it's it's you know we install you know we we have an opening we might have a couple of conversations afterwards but after after the install from my perspective it's job done yeah, don't get me wrong, we don't just ignore it, but the installer has the obligation uh, and, and the agreement with us to 
you know, contact them on an annual basis, maybe have a service call. If there's any problems, a bulb goes or, you know, the the, 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 the crash, oh, and then he said a brand then. Whatever the control system might be, um, you know, if that, if that needs reprogramming, then the installer has the obligation to go back. If there's a problem, and bear in mind, we've just gone, say, more committed. I've contacted all 25 installs recently, and three, four of them have come back and said, hey, We've got a problem and they didn't know who to go to staff changes whatever it is so we're rectifying you know we do rectify um, how have those how have those relationships been from the installers do they you know kind of report to you and say hey you know things are we just talked to so and so the director of this one uh, you know he just wants to thank you again or, or you know have are, are they typically um you know just very solid relationships that wind up lasting years, especially that you, you know, with the, some of those older systems uh, from the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yes, they are. I mean, the, the, I think once you've been as an installer, once you've been into uh, a, a, and I'll use the phrase very generically, but a children's hospice um, and you've made a difference, it's like a drug, actually, you know, you just want to do it again. It's so moving. Some of the comments from the installers, um, are, are just heart, I mean they really are they're, they're full of heartstrings um they're, they're they're so just say it's the most amazing experience and it is actually because you're making a proper difference and the thing I've heard time and time again is hey look what we do normally is we go and install fabulous cinema systems for multi-millionaires who sometimes don't really know what it does and don't really appreciate it but they've just got loads of money and they're going to get all the great stuff and that's okay that's what keeps that keeps our that keeps our industry pumping and keeps us going, but when you install a relatively humble system into a children's hospice where there are children, families, carers, etc., 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 and you make a real difference that you can see and feel, it's very special. So yes, they're committed absolutely afterwards. Um, if they need a, a bulb or the AV receiver goes, whatever, they'll come back to me and. I'll rally around and we'll we'll find something. You know, we, we've not managed, we've never managed to not find it. We've never had a problem and said, okay, we've got to buy a receiver or buy a speaker system or whatever. We'll always find it. Um, but yeah, they're, they're, we do look after them afterwards and we make sure the systems are are working. Um, and if they need upgrading, hey, look, we'll look at it. You know, there's no, we never say never. All right. Well, Ian, once again, thank you so much for sharing that wonderful story with us. Uh, remind the uh, the listeners and viewers again once more where they can find your website and how they can how they can contact you if you can give us your email address if you don't mind. Yeah, I'll give me email. I'll give my mobile as well if I'm allowed to do that. Uh, my email is uh, Ian at ad hyphen con dot co. Sorry, dot uk. I'll just spell I A N at ad-con.uk. That's my email address. Or the website is www.togetherforcinema.co.uk. And if anyone would like to contact me, please do. My mobile number is plus four four seven seven six eight three nine eight zero zero seven. And I'll be delighted to talk to anyone about Together for Cinema. Very good. Well, thank you very much, Ian. We really appreciate the time. Oh, thank you for your time and appreciate the exposure. I really do. Thank you. Mm-hmm.